You're listening to TV Tangents, a retro TV podcast. Come listen to a story about a man named Jed. Poor mountaineer barely kept his fan fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food, and up through the ground came bubbling crude oil, that is. Black, Black gold. Texas tea. Next thing you know, old Judd's millionaire. But Ken folks said, Jed, move away from there. He said, California is the place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and moved to Beverly Hills, that is. Swimming pools and movie stars. The best part about that is, I never knew before, was then there's an advertisement for cigarettes. And Kellogg's. And Kellogg's. They're like, and they have Winston cigarettes. you'll like, it's like a really glowing of Winston cigarettes, which just cracks me up. I was like, oh, goodness. goodness sponsor, your sponsor of the week. That's what they do. That it's all like, oh, my gosh. We're talking about the Beverly Hillbillies, if you haven't guessed by the song that. that we were just singing. Uh, that's the ballad of Jed Clampett. It was written by producer and writer Paul Henning and originally performed by Jerry Scoggins, backed by bluegrass group Flat and Scruggs. Ooh. And it is not true because... The theme song says one day he was shooting at some food and up through the ground come a bubbling crude. That's not what happened. That's happened in the pilot. No. <laughs> he was just hanging out. And then the oil guy, uh, LMA, brought the oil guy in. She found a strange feller. Yeah. She wanted to keep him. <laughs> she brought him in. And then he was like, you've got oil, Mr. Clampett. You're going to be a rich man. And you know what? He he was wild catting, which we know what that means because we're oil ladies now because we watch Dallas. <laughs> We are oil ladies. <laughs> uh, so he was a wildcat and oil man who wanted oil from their swamp. Yeah. So I guess they bought the land from him. Mm-hmm. But not his house, because it was still there. My favorite part is he asks at them if they can, if he can use the telephone. And then they're like, he has to describe what a telephone yeah. is. And then they're all like, oh, this guy's crazy. <laughs> I love that. Oh, you just, you just talk into a machine and you can talk to somebody <laughs> across the country. Right. <laughs> and then he comes back with the other guys in a helicopter and, they're, and mm-hmm. Granny's like, it's a giant black bird. And she bird. shoots it down. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So he gets $25 million. Yes. For his land and his oil, which in today's money is about $200,000. Or, sorry. Two hundred million dollars. Million dollars. And so then they're like, Jed, move away from here. Yeah. And everyone keeps telling him. I think it's Cousin Pearl is telling Cousin him. Cousin Pearl's the one. The fancy people they live in Beverly Hills. Uh-huh. So you gotta go live there because she knows about the world. And she just but yeah, they don't. But they don't. And they and they pretty much forced them to go do this. Which is still so weird to me. Like, why would... They didn't want to leave. They didn't want to leave. Granny didn't want to leave. Granny for sure did not want to go. So if you didn't know, um, Beverly Hillbillies is a sitcom about a hillbilly family who strikes it rich and moved to Beverly Hills because it's supposed to be the best place to live. (laughs) But they actually think they're worse off because they Mm -hmm. don't care about any of the things that the rich people view as important. And also, nobody really teaches them how to use their appliances and stuff. That's true. And for the first couple episodes, they think they're not allowed upstairs. They're like, that's someone else's place. Don't go up there. (laughs) What's his name? Jethro starts going up there, and Jet's like, you can't go up there. In the city, Mm. people live on top of each other. And the guy who has the money at the bank is... um, Mr. Drysdale? Mr. Drysdale. (laughs) And he has Mrs. Hathaway get them, like, a upstairs 
lady or an upstairs girl and a butler and they think his name is mr butler and then <laughs> yeah. they, there must be something wrong with her they call they just keep her upstairs <laughs> <laughs> and they show up at the house and they're like bowing to the clampets and they're all like what are they doing her knees just like buckle underneath oh her god Oh my god! And they're like, "Honey, you can. You don't have to stay upstairs. You can come down here." They're so funny. Like the first couple episodes, and it looks as if they just filmed all of these episodes all in one shoot because they're the first like half of the first season is just one big long episode. It just feeds. It just bleeds into the next episode, Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to do. Like, they don't know how to use the kitchen. They don't know that there's electricity. Mm-hmm. They have Granny's, a cement pond. Yeah, they got the, the cement the, pond. That isn't even really a swimming pool, isn't it, in the house? Isn't that supposed to be, like, no, a natural outside. pond? Oh, was it? I guess I never No, it's a attention. swimming pool, because okay. it had, like, it had the fountain. Oh, that's right. Okay. And um, Mrs. Hathaway th- thought that she, or Ms. Hathaway thought that she would class up the place mm-hmm. by bringing in some live flamingos. <laughs> And putting them in the pool, and so Jed grab or sorry Jethro grabs one up, mm-hmm. and he thinks it's a chicken. And he thinks he's gonna like. And that chip. poor thing, it was a real flamingo. Mm-hmm. He had it by its neck, and I, I was know. like, "Is that how you hold a flamingo?" <laughs> you must. You must and be supposed to. <laughs> Granny's trying to cook in the stove, so she starts a fire in the stove, mm-hmm. and and Ellie Mae is taking a bath in the kitchen, in the middle of the kitchen, and Mrs. <laughs> Uh, or Miss Hathaway is talking like, about bedroom suites, yeah. and Jethro thinks he's calling her sweets so, or sweet. Those two, yeah, because Jed's like she's sweet on you. She's, she's like you got yourself a woman. Yeah, <laughs> but also, Miss Hathaway is into Jethro as well mm-hmm. at some point, and she seems really old, and I'm sure she's right. not. Right. I never even paid attention. I have no um, idea. But like that, oh my god, it was hilarious. And then Ellie May refuses to like she's a gorgeous but isn't she played by donna douglas and she is gorgeous but she of course you know wrestles and any guy who comes and tries to kiss her hand she flips over and says he was fitting to bite me (laughs) (laughs) and then someone by puts her in a ball gown Mm -hmm. to go out on a date yeah and so she comes back and it's all ripped up and jet's like what'd you do and she's like i did what you do in a ball gown i played ball <laughs> and uh, she's always wrestling with guys. So funny. This show ran from 1962 to 1971 on CBS, which is a long time. Mm-hmm. And it ranked among the top 20 most watched programs on television for eight of its nine seasons. Wow. There were 274 episodes. I did not watch all of them. I did not either. And then. Can you imagine? There's 274 episodes. And, you know, we have recently done uh, Halfway Through Cheers, <laughs> which is 275 episodes, which was the longest running sitcom mm-hmm. of all time until recently when, um, what did I say, took over the Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. So the fact that it's 274 episodes for the mm-hmm. Beverly Hillbillies is interesting. That's a long, long time. It's a long show. And it was very popular. And then CBS decided in 1971... To purge all of their, like, um, this type of theme, their Mm country-themed shows. Because they wanted a hipper audience, I guess. I don't know. It's crazy. In the 70s. Crazy, crazy. I'm not really sure what was going on with me, but um, I fell asleep during this show three nights in a row. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a boring show. It's funny. 
It's very funny. You're right. And I, I don't yeah. fall asleep watching TV. I don't know what's happening to me. Hmm. It's just my age, maybe. But <laughs> um, So I missed a couple half episodes. But I for sure did. It's not, it's not boring. It's funny. There's it's, always something. It's always hijinks. Oh, my goodness. And there was one episode where Granny was a was pretending, I think, to be drunk. <laughs> and I can't even remember, but it was awesome. And then there was one, there was Halloween, and they're like, did you see those kids and how yes. homely they are? Because oh, they have no idea what Halloween on. is. They have ma- yeah. The kids had masks on, yeah. and their mom or whoever was like, um, they're like, can we go out now? And she's like, no, not until it gets dark. <laughs> And Jed was like, oh, it's it's heartbreaking. And they're so homely. <laughs> and over, what was it, eight years, nine years, they they never figured out how to live in civilization. No. And they always, the whole time, thought, like, they felt sorry for the Beverly Hills people. Mm-hmm. And they, oh, all, they thought vittles. that Mr. Drysdale's wife, they were convinced she was an alcoholic. Yeah. She was a hypochondriac, but yeah. they didn't know what that word meant. So Jed was like, oh, they call it a hypochondriac here. And so Granny and was, was going to give her some of her. Oh, medicine. her good moonshine. <laughs> well, that's what they were in the beginning. And then they were like so scared that she, because they lived by them too. Next door. And so everyone was afraid to tell her all of this information and... um, That she was afraid like that she would see them and be like... Yeah so upset or whatever so <laughs> they tried to just hide everyone back and forth and i was like oh my god this is just my jinx my favorite though too is when uh they signed up jethro to go into the fifth grade and they go <laughs> to the they go to the school and they're talking to this lady and at first she's like you don't belong here it's like a, an elite private school mm-hmm. and he's like well, if you call mr drysdale or whatever da, da, da. she's like oh i'm gonna call him then and she goes you sure you don't want to take it back and then she calls and she's like oh Finds out how much money they have. So then they're sitting there, and this woman has no idea that she's actually talking to Jethro. And is like, oh, he's in the, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know if that one's going to fit. You know, they they take home a uniform that's meant for a fifth grader. And then this woman comes to pick him up the next day, and he's somehow wearing it. (laughs) Magic of television. she had no idea that this was who was going to be going into the fifth grade. Because Jethro's clearly, like, in his 20s or whatever. And, uh, yeah. Poor Jethro. I always thought Jethro was kind of a hottie when I was a little kid. He's not bad looking. I like to see him without the Jethro stuff on. Yeah. He's played by Max Baer. um, And he, when they were living back in the Ozarks, which is a Mm -hmm. Missouri part of uh, the Ozarks, um, he was in the fifth grade at Oxford. Yes. So that's why Miss... Uh, Hathaway. Hathaway. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he's an Oxford, he's an Oxford man. man. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how he talks. Oh, he totally talks like that. So she's so into him, but then she finds out that he's not like from the Oxford, and she's still into him. <laughs> she's still, oh, how you doing? In 1963, the show also had a soundtrack album, uh, which featured the six main cast members. Uh, Ebsen, Ryan, and Douglas each made a few solo recordings following the show's success, including Ryan's 1966 novelty single, Granny's Mini Skirt. <laughs> which I did not look up online, but now I no, really I regret I that I that didn't. Too. I wish I would have looked it up. I so, like... I watched the pilot. It was really good. Mm-hmm. And they... The opening scene, they just made a bunch of jokes about Ellie Mae's boobs. Did you notice that? They're like, 
like granny's like well mm. i tried to put her in these clothes or whatever but she yep. keeps busting out the yep. buttons and then she did they just she? go on and on about this and i was like what kind of show is this in the 1960s oh my god they do yeah. that a lot in the beginning they, and jed keeps talking about her growing up oh and god, he's like you so don't understand funny. ellie may when you're growing up blah, blah blah and i'm like what exactly is happening I had to look it up real quick because I saw a note about it and I couldn't remember for sure. But Max Bayer is also the only living uh, cast member. Oh, really? At this point. So, um, and Donna Douglas, I believe, died in 2015. So um, he is still alive. And maybe this is why I thought he was cute when I was a little kid. He is 6'4". <laughs> um, well, everyone in that show must be tall then. Jed yeah, must be tall. Uh, Buddy Ebsen, who played uh, Jed Clampett, was, mm-hmm. I believe, 6'2 or 6'3 when I remember. Oh, he was also 6'4, so I was just kidding. Nice. Um, yeah. It was, and, and, and you it was can tell, clear. Like, it's like you have this instinct. You can tell that on mm-hmm. TV, and that's what attracted you to yep, Jethro. I think so. I th- <laughs> must have been. Must have been when I was... Now I was a little That's kid, but yes, uh, and he's eighty. Max Meyer's eighty-two years old. Oh my and, goodness! Um, it looks looks interesting. Now call him up. He's interesting man. Hey, Jethro, how you doing? Yeah, she's got a shirtless picture oh, of Jethro. Sure do. Okay, your instincts were right. Mm-hmm. So. Let's just go with some fun facts. Uh, the Clampets truck is a 1921 Oldsmobile Model 37. And Mr. Drysdale tells them that their house was built by John Barrymore. Oh. You know, of the Barrymores. The Barrymores. Of the Drew Barrymores. Of the Drew Barrymores. <laughs> <laughs> there were several crossover episodes. Crossover? Crossover. Did you say that? Yes. What am I drinking? Infusion. Vanilla bean. Vanilla bean blonde. <clears throat> there were several crossover episodes with Petticoat Junction and Green Acres, which oh. were also CBS shows, because they were into that whole country bumpkin thing at the time yeah. they were called country cousin series oh okay <laughs> well b benedirett who played cousin pearl mm-hmm. was on petticoat junction as mm. she played um kate hold on kate bradley on petticoat junction there was a crossover where granny went to petticoat junction as a baby doctor because one of the girls had a baby and so granny came to take care of the baby and it was a bunch of misunderstandings and hijinks but b benedirett wasn't on that episode she said she didn't actually get to see kate who it turns out is the cousin of pearl yes Hmm. which wouldn't that make her also jed's cousin i don't know so sometimes i couldn't figure out how everyone was Related, and I thought I read somewhere that said um, Ellie May. I never really. I guess either I didn't pay attention or it wasn't early on the episodes I rewatched that um, Ellie May's mother was named Rose Ellen Clampett. I don't know. Early on, Jed said something about her mom because he was a widow, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, you know, you look just like your mom." He got really like verklempt yeah verklempt with her and was like you look so much like your mom and you're growing up and blah 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 and it was really sweet irene ryan plays daisy may moses who we call granny (laughs) and she's actually jed's mother-in-law so she's lma's mom's mom's mom yeah interesting god wow i literally until this moment today i thought that she was jed's mom as did i 
And Irene Ryan was born in 1902 in Texas, and she began her career at the age of 11 when she won $3 for singing Pretty Baby in an amateur contest at the Valencia Theater in San Francisco. She is a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. She is. And I looked at all of these photos of Granny, Mm -hmm. of Irene Ryan early on, and I was like... I cannot see it. And then there was one picture. She was a little bit older, though. And then I was like, okay, well, now she's starting to look like Granny. But yeah. Yeah. You only ever see her in Granny clothes. You only ever see her as Granny. I want to see her in, like, a tracksuit. And Irene Ryan died right after the show was over, didn't she? Yeah, it wasn't long after that. I didn't write it down. I believe she died in either 72 or 73. And I believe the show ended in 71. Um, Buddy Ebsen... Of course, played J.D. Clampett, Jed, Jed, and he is widowed. And Buddy Ebsen was originally a dancer, and he started his career in the film Broadway Melody of 1936. And he oh. also appeared as a dancer with Shirley Temple in Captain's wait, Captain January. Is that what it's called? Sorry, my notes are really far away. In 1936. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, Buddy Ebsen's real name is Christian Ludolf Ebsen Jr. Oh, is he French? I don't think so. I just <laughs> I just said it like Christian Le Vuitton Ebsen. And probably has one of the best catchphrases of all time. Well, oh, doggy. Is that the best? <laughs> it's one of the or best. Or is it sitcom? just something that Once. dads like to say? I don't know. To be weird. I feel like it's a thing. I feel like it's a more common okay. thing than we th- than we think. Maybe so. <laughs> Let's see. Raymond Bailey played Milburn Drysdale, who is the banker, uh-huh. who's just like they got the money and then they gotta keep it in my bank, and that's all I know about Mr. Drysdale. So I guess if money just is in your bank, then you get to keep your bank. I don't know. Right. If I so if I have a bunch of money and it's at the bank. Am I that much more of a good customer because I have a lot of money? But, like, you're not getting any... I mean, or I guess in in that era, do you do you have them, like, invested? I okay, guess? here's the deal. I don't know stuff about banking. Me neither. And even though my job involves accounting, I don't know about that either. <laughs> However, I think that banks actually get interest from your money, and that's why they want your money. Okay. Because they also get interest. But okay. if you were a bank person, like our We'd executive producer used yes. to be, then go ahead and shoot us a line, and we'll yes. look at it, and then we'll be like, eh, that episode's over. I mean, I guess you'd be a good customer if you had $25 million <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty in the bank sure they in get 1963. From, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's how it works. Just wanted to make sure. sure. Banking. <laughs> Harriet McGibbon played Margaret Drysdale, who is... Uh, Mr. Drysdale's wife, who we don't see much, but she's like, I, like he, she's a big pain in the butt. Yeah, very excited. And she's a hypochondriac, mm-hmm. and she yells at him all the time. But he loves her. He does love her, and he always talks about how he wants you know her to be happy, and mm-hmm. he loves her. And he's always and trying to protect her yeah. from everything and not making her upset. And she so. seems a lot older than him, but maybe I don't. know. It does, yeah. She plays that character a lot older, or it's almost like it's hard to tell when it's black and white how yeah. old people are. Uh, we said B. Benedict plays. Cousin Pearl, mm-hmm. who is Jed's mother. Yes. And remember that she also played 
Betty Rebel on the Flintstones. And mm, you can listen to our Flintstones right. episode for that's more right. about her life and career. Well, there's another, you know, early on we forgot, too, that Max Bayer also plays another character. Yes, he does. Was, uh, oh, Lord. Uh, Je- What's her name? What's It's Jethreen. Jeth- Jethreen. I was like, how does it go? Oh. Oh my goodness. Him as a woman is hilarious, but they totally overdub yeah. a voice. A feminine, <laughs> a voice. feminine voice. And he plays Jethreen, which is supposed to be is it his twin sister or just his sister? His sister. And there's one part where so Pearl's trying to get with the oil man, like mm-hmm. in the first season. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get with him so she can yep. you know, she's like, I'm single, are you single? Whatever. So she and Jethreen show up in matching <laughs> Outfits that was I on totally Halloween. Do. That was that same episode. Oh, that's right. That's and then right. she leaves Jethreen in the car so she can go inside because the oil man is going to call the Clampets because he has a field phone, which is like a big bag phone. So Jethreen is in the car. She's waiting, and this other guy shows up. He's like a traveling salesman or something, mm-hmm. and he gets out and he's like, "Ooh, we what have we got here?" And I was like, "Yo, I know." I was like, "What do you mean?" And then Jethreen was like, yeah. and he's like, "I like big girls." And then she's like, picks him up and I picks was him like, up and the like, hell is happening? Oh my god! I know everybody. I, I love how there's like clearly a dude in a dress, and then somebody's like, "Hey, how you doing, pretty lady?" I'm like, "No, no, no, no." So weird. And he, some, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how they never figured it out. How they never figured out what a swimming pool is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they were trying to plant crops. They were trying to get uh, livestock onto mm-hmm. their yard and everything. And I'm like. At one point, there's like a pig showed up at their house or something. I can't remember. But Granny had ordered something. And it was gonna supposed to be food. And she's like, oh, it's real fresh. This pig showed up. But that's not. Whoever she called on the phone, I can't even remember what it was. She was trying to order food. I was like, oh, no, what's happening? Well, they were so bad at the phone, and then Jed was trying to... Uh, this Miss Hathaway told him that Mr. Drysdale suggested he order stock and that he could do it on the phone. So mm-hmm. he thinks she's talking about, like, livestock. So he just calls... He, he doesn't know how to use the phone, right. so he oh just calls God. operators and says random things, mm-hmm. and then somehow they end up with pigs and stuff that might have been oh my god <laughs> I was like how'd that even happen same i know i was like okay so yeah they they never really i mean and they do they go out and about but they like never it never learn. dawns on them that this is how it should be and i mean i don't did anybody really live like that ever like <laughs> like how that they wouldn't know anything that they were so secluded and apparently the if they the had never seen a helicopter before <laughs> well yeah and they really thought once they got to this house and they couldn't use, they couldn't do things like they were used to, and they mm. didn't know how to use modern stuff, they really thought that they had gotten themselves into a bad situation. They did. Because they're like, we can't even cook food in this stove. Yeah. There are no fish in this pond. It smells funny. <laughs> and so, and, and, I, and Granny's all upset because how far she has to bring the water in mm-hmm. from the pool to the kitchen so that Ellie Mae can take a bath. Take a bath in She's a big like, giant this barrel. This is horrible. I mm-hmm. couldn't, you know, if we were back home, it would only be a few feet to my pump. Which I also find interesting the very first episode when we find out, you know, that they live in this little tiny one-room shed in the Ozarks. I was like, did Jethro, so Jethro probably didn't live with them. No. When they were there. He, he lived was just, his, we lived with Pearl. He was just helping them move because yeah. Pearl kept saying, she's like, make sure you go there. And then yeah. when you're there, then I'm going to come there. Yeah. 
And then so, she just convinced him to stay there. So Jed and Granny and Ellie Mae, though, all lived in that one-room shed. Mm-hmm. And so, again, you didn't see any beds. You didn't really see... So then I'm like, they, they get to this gigantic house. And when they first moved there, of course, too, they they like they pulled their rifles out on the guards. <laughs> yeah. Who were outside their gate. Um but yeah, I'm thinking like then at this point, what when they got to their beds, the whole series, you never really. I mean, like no. they're just sleeping in their comfortable beds, which also had they had to go upstairs to get into, yeah. which was somebody else's place. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a premise for a show. It's yeah. funny. It's like the monsters. It's it very yes, it very much reminds. And we watched out of this place. a ton when I was growing up. I guess I just didn't, and I remembered the entire concept. You'll always remember the theme song, but. I never really, of course, as a child, probably thought about it that much, that hard about what was happening. Yeah. I just was like, oh, these people just moved to California and then they were, you know, different. Okay, great. I had a generalized <laughs> memory of what the show was. Yeah. But it's a lot funnier than I remember it. It is definitely very and funny. And it's more of a, more of a um, comment on Beverly Hills society True. than I had True. Remembered. True. Because they're like, I don't know why you care about this and that. Because they're like, why would you, you know, why would you not want this giant chandelier that came from some castle uh, so many years ago? And yeah. and Jed's like, well, I mean, it's okay that it's broken. Yeah, he's like, it's all in pieces. I'm not sure what's <laughs> wrong with it. <laughs> That's one of the first things I was like. They're like, this light's great, but it's all in pieces. Right. Well, what else do you want to say about this very popular show that... Um, yeah. You know, it's among the top 20 most watched programs on television I during know. its time. So there was a film, right? In 93, I think? Yeah. Well, yeah, that so, one had Jim Barney, who played okay. um, Ernest. Yes. And Ernest goes yep. to all I those just places. I found it on the Google. So, yes, there's lots of... Uh, Leah Thompson. Yep. That's... Yeah. Lily Tomlin. How to find. Oh, Lily Tomlin, of course, would probably play Miss Hathaway, oh, I can imagine. Oh, cute. This show's very much, it's, you know, the episodes are very, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but quick? just kind of very quick. Yeah, they go, they go very quick, and it's all kind of, kind of the same stuff, but still funny. Still new things come up here and there, but I think you could probably watch them all out of order, and it would still be, yeah. it still makes sense. The first season they do refer back to previous episodes, but mm-hmm. I think that kind of fades out. Yeah. Like I said, it seems like they recorded the first, like, four or five episodes in w- at one time. Yeah. And I think what you said, too, about the Munsters is kind of what it reminds me of. Very much where there's a theme. It's like... This is a weird family in a normal mm-hmm. set. Well, which isn't true. Beverly, I mean, Beverly Hills is not necessarily <laughs> a normal setting. But right. as far as what they're trying to accomplish with it just being like, hey, these people yeah. are completely out of place. And they never and, yeah. grow. No. It. Yeah. It's always the same. And no, just like the monsters never realized that they were mm-hmm. different. So, yeah. Yeah. Beverly Hills never like seeps into their lives and changes them mm-hmm. into people of Beverly Hills. Like right. you would, like if you and I went there three days, three days easily. <laughs> and we would be, we'd it. be on it. We wouldn't be talking to any of our friends no. anymore. No. And we'd be like, uh, <laughs> is Butler number one or right. Butler number two working today? We'd be like, my food isn't even ready. And it's on and on and on. 
That would be us. I'd be just no one here to make our food. I'd be throwing my garbage on the floor and I'd be like, "Where's the maid?" Exactly. (laughs) We would be so those people. Three days. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if you don't have anything else to say about this lovely program, the Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hills. That's That's where where I wanna be. Be. Um, so if you're done, uh, we have a new review that I feel that we should share For because sure, I have a comment on it and okay. I know we don't just go sharing our reviews all the time, but I'm going to share this one. Okay. Um, this one is from stats one, two, oh three. It says they're funny, smart, and really love TV. Oh, that's yay. true. I learn a lot when I listen. Really appreciate hearing about these shows from people who really care about the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do. We totally do. Please do the Cosby show. Mm. You can skip all things Bill. Okay. <laughs> Here's why I wanted to read this Okay. One. Because we are going to do the Cosby of show. Of course. Eventually. Yes. We've got to get to it. we got to find it. I don't know where um, to watch it's it. It's still on uh, some channel because I still it still pops up on my DVR. Okay, I don't actually. have cable anymore. Yeah, but I'll, I'll look for it too. But you're right. Like first, but we grew up on this show. We've discussed. We, we even discussed this when we were in the planning stages of our podcast. Mm-hmm. That we are going to do the Cosby Show, but we're going to do it without Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, thank you for the suggestion because that is going to happen for sure. One of the best show. I mean, love like that show. Shaped my life, probably. Oh, yeah. Because I watched it a lot. And yeah. Yeah, my family watched it. It was easily part of our part of our youth. So keep the reviews coming and emails and stuff and let us know um, what you want us to do. Um, this episode, by the way, is brought to you by Granny Clampett's Rheumatism Medicine. Ooh. It'll soothe your aching joints. Mm. <laughs> I feel like it's also brought to us by Kellogg's and Winston Cigarettes. <laughs> <By> Winston Cigarettes. <laughs> um, also, go over to our Patreon because um, you can, uh, for a monthly subscription, you can get extra bonus episodes that nobody else gets to get. Mm-hmm. And some of our episodes include reviews of concerts that we've been to. Yeah. Like Share. The first two seasons of Friends so far. <laughs> And some tangents about life stuff, like how you shouldn't shave your legs right before a pedicure. Mm. Remember when we talked about that? Yes, truth, truth. And also, uh, we'll give you stuff if you are a patron of our show. So for sure, for sure. Go on over to Patreon and also uh, hit us up on the Facebook, and we have a closed group where people talk about television mm-hmm. and, and guess. Homes, <laughs> right? Homes. We were playing a game, yeah, recently about who lived here, and it was just pictures of homes. Yeah, people were totally into it, and I think they were too easy. Maybe I need to put mm, harder ones up I there. Know. We need to like mix it up a bit, mix it up, <laughs> but like someone's hamper. Whose hamper is this? Who's hamper? <laughs> I like that. You could, though, bedrooms specific. I mean, some I of those would be easy, but yeah, it's we just could so totally... hard to find pictures that don't have people in them. That's true. That's true. I'm trying. Mm, interesting. All right. And also, let us know what you want us to talk about so we can put it in our hat. And we are going to draw from the hat eventually, but not now because we still have to watch MASH. And oh, that's right. We I'm still watching MASH. Drove. I don't know if yes, you watching For MASH, sure. For sure. Yes. Have to watch MASH. And, we're going to talk uh, about that soon. Yes. We're going to get on it. Cool, cool, cool. 
Cuckoo. Well, let's wrap up let's the Beverly Hillbillies. I like that we both went with completely different completely songs. Completely different songs. <laughs> Goodbye. You're listening to TV Tangents, a retro TV podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you would leave a review and also follow us on Facebook. Be sure to tune in next week for more TV tangents. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review and also subscribe so you won't miss an episode. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love to hear from our listeners. For additional content, check us out at patreon.com slash bbtandy.